What's your price to find a local squirrel and track its activities nonstop for one month? Or to annually call up one ex-partner and sing a ballad about your breakup? Or to drink a pint of human blood in one sitting? Let's find out. No joke, it's time to play Human Values, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. Here to give each hypothetical the dialectical, put the O in Comedy Game Show, and pierce your ear, which is better than your rear. We're your hosts, Aaron Rubin Corny. And Lindsay Hicks. Also joining us today is a very special guest, comedian Danny Jollis. Let's podcast! Danny, something really fun that I'm noticing that feels like it has to be, I have to mention it, is that often when we're recording these podcasts, people have like, you know, like a desktop microphone, something on some sort of rig where it's like a bit of a hands-free situation. But you have done something really, really bold and beautiful. Bold. You're holding a microphone, stand-up style, and I've never seen anyone do that before. And I have to say, I'm fucking inspired right now. I think that you can get into a place doing podcasts where it's like you can just kind of like zone out and just sort of go into like, I don't know, just talking place, which is so bad. And it's like, but we just forget because you'll so you'll go into like, I'm just talking with friends mode. Yeah. And so I take it out of my like I have a little holder, but I don't use it. Get that out of here. Get that out. of I here. hold it in my hands and then I have a standing desk. So sometimes I will raise the desk and I will stand for the podcast. Wait, Danny, I also am at a standing desk. Do you want to at some point mid episode both just start standing and see if it you changes? Let me know when you let me know when I'm ready to go at any moment. How about Lindsay can trigger it. Lindsay, you trigger it when you're ready for us to shift our desks to standing mode. And let's see if we're different. OK, I think it makes a big difference when I do my podcast. Everything but the scores. I stand for the podcast the whole time. I like it. Okay, we're going to learn a lot. We're going to do a little experiment with this. Tell you something about me. I love to sit and I love not holding stuff. It is amazing. And there's nothing wrong with that. You look like you're sitting comfortable today, by the way. You have your little winter coat on. I don't often see you in a winter coat. Oh, yeah. It's a little chilly up in here. I'm really just like living my best autumnal Mm. life. I'm I'm a real chai spice up in here. Okay, so this episode's coming out in a few weeks, but I have to tell you guys, I was reading the news before this, which, you know, just my little intellectual flex, and I read that there's a massive thing called bag gate occurring right now. Cornhole? Yes! Danny, yes! This is my life. What is it? I live for this shit. Take it. Take it. So let me say this. Golden age of cheating right now in non- This is literally, so my podcast is everything about the scores. We literally, all, all I do is talk about sports that aren't happening on the field. So you talk about the anal beads of the chess? I'm talking about anal beads and chess. Absolutely. Hans, Hans Neenan, Mag- Magnus Carlsen. Great story. Talking about Irish dancing controversy right now. We're talking about uh, poker controversy right now. We're talking about, we got weights and fish. But the newest, as of today one, is this cornhole, the two guys who are champions, these are serious, These are, this was aired on ESPN when it happened, uh, their, uh, their bags were too small. Was it too small? I thought it was the lining was too thin. It was too small. I didn't go deep down the rabbit cornhole yet on this one. So you can apparently, if you, and this is like so sports, it's like every sport has a way to cheat. That's like, they just know the best way to cheat. So apparently if you take a bag 
a standard cornhole bag and you rub either vinegar on it or something else, it will shrink. It'll make the it'll make it shrink. So their thing is smaller, which is a massive advantage because you're trying to get it in a little hole. So if your bag is smaller, huge advantage. And they got caught, called up by the team. The guy caught it in person, bag gate. They don't know how. They claim it was just a mistake. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I'm looking at this thing. These guys are winning so much money. What kind of earnings are on the table for Cornhole? It says the ACL's top players earn as much as $250,000 a year in winnings from playing Cornhole. What? Sponsorship deals, endorsements, all that stuff. What are we doing doing this? <laughs> I, 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 oh, I mean, listen, if you're the best, I've always said this, if you're the best at any sport, no matter how stupid it is, there's money. There's serious money. Cornhole is in a boom right now. Cornhole and pickleball are in a head-to-head race for biggest for biggest boom. Pickleball is blowing up. Biggest boom. Two of two of those two sports blowing up. Really? Big, 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 big. Now, have either of you followed the weights and fish situation? No, didn't know. What is this? Danny, shut up and tell us about it. Okay. <laughs> the footage that accompanies it is worth looking up. But there was a fishing tournament. This is a, I don't know the specifics, but it was in I want to say Idaho or Idaho, Iowa. There's a fishing tournament. These guys have won many times. They have won six figures about of money fishing. They win this tournament. They weigh their fish that they caught that day. They weigh more than everyone else. They win. Somebody grabs their fish bag and is like, no, no, no. And they cut open the fish. And then the iconic moment, and I can, I'm going to do my best impression of this guy. Is he cuts <laughs> it open and he pulls out a weight from inside the fish and he screams, we got weights and fish. And then uh, there's a, <laughs> and then, and I've been yelling that around the house now for weeks. As you have every right to. It's the funniest phrase of all time. The, the level of anger that this guy was at right away. And then there's a, just a mob around these two guys. They're just like, you sons of bitches. And just screaming at them. And they're pulling out a cartoonish amount of weights in these fishes. Every single fish is just, they stuff down their mouths weights to make them weigh more. It's the most caught I've ever seen two humans in my life. (laughs) I've never seen them caught so hard. So is it that they go out and they're all on their different boats and they're kind of, and then they all bring their fish back in after a certain allotted amount of time. And they say, here are all the poor souls we've, we've brought up who didn't want to die. And, but in the process, they put the weights in in secret while they're in their boats or yes. how are they Where do they put the beads by the way? Are they They're putting them in their mouth? I think the idea is is that they uh chucked them down their mouths. They're in the mouth. They're putting them in the so, mouth. Well, they're like in the body. So like go down their body, I think. I don't really know how they got them in there because... And, or maybe there's a way like in the in a gill space, but then it yeah, might come I back wonder. out of a gill. But then could it come out of a mouth? Like where... They also caught at one point, one of the guys caught, they had like... <laughs> during like the part where they're just cutting open every fish and it's just the most... He pulls out like a filet... That they just brought of like a different fish that was just inside of this fish. Wait, he's turducking to win? They put extra fish in fish? Extra fish in the fish. <laughs> I wish we lived in a universe where that yo dog meme correlated with this occurring. Do you remember the yo dog meme from like 20 years ago? What's no. yo dog? From Pimp My Ride, wasn't it? It was like, yo dog, I heard you like steamboats. So I put this steamboat generator in a car so you can steam while you steam. And we put that car in its own sauna so you could steam while you steam while you steam. Like that kind of, sh- it was just like this meme. 
That's a deep cut. It's a niche, a niche meme. It was from Pimp My Ride, and it was, I think it was Exhibit. Wasn't the host Exhibit? And there was like this meme of his face whenever there was like a thing in a thing. I know Pimp My Ride. I want to be very clear. I know Pimp Danny, My Ride. Danny, I, I never questioned that you knew what Pimp My Ride was. I want to be very clear. It's a classic. Stunted isn't back. That's one of those shows that I'm like, in 2022, in, with the way TV is and money grabbing works, how have we not brought back? I want to see Ride My Pimp. I want to see a like a like a obscure mm. sports series. Lindsay, hold on, where people race against each other, where the jockey sits on the shoulders of a pimp and they race each other down to the finish line. I don't know if it's going to play great on Twitter, twenty twenty two, but there is a sex work positivity. So I wonder, I wonder if if that could potentially work out. Yeah, but I think the the pimp cycle has its it's problematic. I think I, I I enjoy the idea of a sex worker that is in charge of her own finances. But here's what here's what interests me about that is a person writing a person. I don't think we've seen enough of that in sports. It's true. Lindsay, what if Ride My Pimp were the Nightwalker riding their own pimp's shoulders? So they're taking back the power dynamic. A Nightwalker? A hooker, Lindsay. A hooker riding their own pimp's shoulders. Speaking of hookers and fish, why don't we cast a reel and bring up the kickoff of this game? Let's do the game. Cast a reel. Here's what we're going to do. Just just roll with it. Here's <laughs> okay. what we're going to do, right? We're going to do three questions. They're each, what's your price to do blank questions? Lindsay's going to tee them out and we'll reel them back in. But the trick isn't just what's your amount. It's the least amount that you're willing to do it for. So that's the rub. And then we'll also look at some of the answers that our listeners submitted on humanvaluespodcast.com. Okay. Lindsay, what you got? Well, what I have here is the first question. Oh, what's your price to find a local squirrel and track its activities nonstop for one month? Love it. One month nonstop. How do you feel about squirrels, guys? Love squirrels. My friend Skylar during the pandemic was alone in his house early and in a similar plot to Cinderella, (laughs) he befriended local animals because he was so alone. So he became friends with, in particular, two squirrels. He really developed a friendship with these squirrels that was bizarre. I got to see it in person. He, the squirrels would let him pet them. Okay. He was able to pet them. They knew his name. They liked his food. It was wild to watch. Because of that and because of his experience with the squirrel, I got to know the squirrel world quite well for a couple of days because we were very <laughs> bored and he was just... You know, it started as this like, I think I'm like, I'm just starting to feed these squirrels out of boredom. And it led to him genuinely befriending a squirrel. Then he thought one of the squirrels was dead. A very upsetting day. Then the squirrel actually was alive. We went through a roller coaster with these squirrels during the pandemic. Tough times. What's the weirdest thing you learned about squirrels in that time? That you can pet them. (laughs) That was insane to me. Yeah. He was able to pet it. It would let him pet it. Was he in New York? No, it was out in L.A. Could he pick it up? Would they ride on his shoulders? I felt like by the end, at a certain point, I had to vocalize to him like, hey, I'm concerned (laughs) about the amount like we're befriending these squirrels. Like, I don't think this is a good, healthy relationship. The squirrels will become dependent on him. Squirrels are going to become dependent. They have predators. They need to be very aware and not quite so, you know, cozy like a little house cat. It was a wild situation and also just how attached he was. I was like, we, we are attached to squirrels. We can't have this. Did he foam at the mouth often when you talked to him? I'll tell you, man. It was a wild time. It, it sounds insane. Well, it just sounds like a way to get rabies. But he never did. He just ended up being friends. Again, the best way I can describe it out of a plot line of Cinderella. 
It was he was befriending the local squirrels. So I got to know squirrels pretty well. So they can get very sweet if you work with them. That makes sense. But let's get into the real meat of what this show is always about, which is consent. Okay. Uh-huh. If a non-consenting squirrel, I, I don't know. If a non-consenting squirrel <laughs> is being followed by you and you have to track it, right? Because those squirrels were consenting for all the, the engagement. Yes. You have to find a local squirrel and track it nonstop for a month. It's less about your relationship with the squirrel and more about tracking it, seeing where it is, what it's doing. It's less about the connection and more about the hunt, the hunt or the informational information. Unless you were Danny's friend. If you're Danny's friend as our guest, he would say easy zero dollars. I have a squirrel. Well, I'm just saying I think that you'd be able you you could potentially create a food calendar, if you will, for the squirrel throughout the day where you could keep that squirrel kind of in a schedule because the problem is going to be nighttime in my estimation, in my very practical world of this, this question, my immediate thought is daytime's no problem, right? We're going to, we're going to track squirrel all day. That's, that's, that's easy work. <laughs> is it? Yeah. The squir- squirrels aren't like super fast. You'll be able to follow a squirrel. There's squirrels all over my apartment complex. And I got to tell you, man, if I had to follow one of those guys, I'd have to be parkouring like crazy. They're fast. They jump. They can jump over from building to building, from rooftop to rooftop, tree to tree. Like they're all over the place. Name another thing they can jump from. That was fun. Shoulder to shoulder. Oh, Ooh. that's interesting. <laughs> I guess in my mind, daytime be easy. Nighttime is where it gets hard. Because you're going to get sleepy, and I don't know if squirrels sleep. You only have to track it nonstop. So maybe it's about, I don't know how you would do it, but like feeding it. What if like, I don't know how quickly squirrel bowels move, but what about like every other day feeding it a pellet that had a tracker on it? So as long as you always knew where it was and you were tracking it, you just have to learn how quickly it turns it around into poop. I'm sure your pellet would tell you. Maybe there's some sort of very smart pellet that knows when it's in a body. Ooh, like it's like the stomach has reached this much acid. I'm heading south. Sure. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the nonstop of it all is what makes this really hard. I'm like, I guess you could kind of like have a very good sense of where the squirrel will be and have a sort of like camera system in place. Um, But also, how do you identify your squirrel? You know what I mean? There's lots of squirrels. How are we going to identify it? I don't want to really put anything on the squirrel. I don't want to tag it. That seems like it could hurt it. You could shave it. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. You could draw a little like... (laughs) Give it a little shave. Shave a little just, like just that that sign into it. That'd be easy to find it. Be easy to follow. It's the one squirrel that's shaved. That'll be good. It'll try so hard to avoid you after that, though. This naked little gremlin. Sure. That is going to be a tough relationship to uphold. I think you've got to get a team. I think you need at least one other person to do the shift, to rotate shifts with you. That's a good point. So you're going to need, yeah, you're going to need a second unit. Because I don't think they sleep like we sleep. No, they don't sleep like we sleep. I don't know that, but it sounds right. (laughs) I imagine they sleep like a dog sleeps. Like I think of my dog, like she, I don't know if she's really sleeping all the way through the night. She's really like, she's eating in the night. She's waking up. She's checking things out. She's seeing where things are. She sleeps for like half an hour, an hour max. I imagine squirrels are a little bit like that. My dog is very lazy. My dog, when we go to bed, she goes to bed. I guess though, sometimes I wake up and she's in a different place in the room, but she's usually pretty like asleep. I think most animals are like that. I think as the dominant species on the planet, we evolved to sleep soundly. And I think other animals have partial shutdown of their brains when they sleep versus another section is awake. 
I'm pretty sure that's like a survival thing. Like, I think it's irregular that we shut off all the way. Although, Lindsay, does your dog ever dream and have nightmares? Because that is my favorite thing. This dog has a really rich dream life. Mm -hmm. She's I'm talking she's running. Her little paws are moving. Her, her, Her lips are snarling like her ears are twitching all around. She's got a whole lot of stuff going on in there. My dog will like wake up. She'll wake me up sometimes because it'll be like, also here like. What, what kind of dog do you have? A little toy schnauzer. A toy schnauzer? That's so cute. What's his name? Her name is Harper. She's a little lady. She's the best little girl in the whole wide world. How old is she? She's five years old now. Cute. I know. She's the best. Would she help you hunt squirrels? This question is to both of you about your dogs, really. She's fascinated by squirrels. She she gets. Would she hurt it though? I don't think so. She's she's a very harmless dog. She's real docile and real like aggressively doesn't seem to really like have any defense mechanisms or any kind of viciousness to her. That's incredible. Bagel is very different. She has a deep obsession and like taste for blood when it comes to squirrels. She's not much bigger than a squirrel. And yet there is a deep hunger to just rip into a squirrel that is so real in her. And it it scares me. That's terrifying. That's why I'm happy that squirrels are so fast. She's so cute and tiny, though. She's cute. She's tiny, but it's a terrier thing. I think terriers, that's why bagel and cats, sorry. Bagel cannot be around a cat. She can't tell the difference. She's like, oh, you're something I'm supposed to eat. As a Jew, I've spent so much time around people with the last name Cats and Bagels. So in my head, (laughs) it's like the two go along great. That's a good point. That is a very good good point. point. Little Semitic pun for everybody who's been writing us and asking for those. (laughs) Everybody wants more Jewish material right now. Right now? Um, In particular. People, People love the Jews. What are you talking about? Are we having any issues right now? I haven't read the news. My understanding is that the Jews have always been popular. Historically, the most. I said last night on stage, and I thought this was a, a decent line, but I said that I, I, I said, comeback minority of the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we were cruising through the year and then look who's back, baby. <laughs> Take that nine binary community. Take that. Oh, I don't know who else to go after. We're under attack, baby. I don't know who else to go after. Women had a very rough year. I would say women had a very rough year. Not anymore. Sorry. But Lindsay, are you Jewish? Aspirationally, but practically no. Really? And you have a dog named Bagel. Fascinating. She's surrounded by Virgos and Jews. This is Lindsay's life. All I've ever wanted to be, well, when I was younger, my only dream was to have gay friends and Jewish friends. And now I've really made that my entire life. Where are you from, Lindsay? Texas. Okay. I'm from Virginia. So I was the only Jew in my area and it was uh it was yeah had you been in texas i would have sought you out and said you're a jewish person please be my friend could have used a <laughs> could have used a friend back then would have loved it would have, would have loved it i have a question let's pretend none of us have friends and we all have to hunt a squirrel for a month oh yeah, yeah. so yeah <laughs> so if we're gonna do this i'm gonna i'm just gonna go out there with a the price already i'm thinking i'll probably want three hundred thousand dollars How'd you get there? $300,000 to me really is just like this idea of I'm going to need to, I probably want to take at least 150000 of it and retain like X para elite special forces people just to hunt the squirrel. I want to really go for it. I also want to take about fifty grand and go uh, maybe to, 
don't know, like Caltech isn't far from here over in Pasadena, right? And get some like really good like bioengineering and engineering students to make these little pellets for the the squirrel to be eating, plus this team to be tracking it because I know I don't get paid out after. So if I could do that and give that 200 grand to that team and I just kind of oversee it. And after that month of full-time work overseeing this whole team of people doing something ridiculous, I get to net a hundred grand. You know what? I'll take less if I net if I net like, cause it's still a waste of time and it could probably take away from other opportunities longer term in my life. Couldn't take away from more opportunities. It's going to be a full-time job. Yeah. I'm going to say 240. If I got 40 grand net in the end for all that in my pocket for this thing that kind of disrupted my whole life. And I kind of know it was worth it for that. Yeah. I think I can make it work. 240, 250, 250. I'm done. You guys, what are you thinking? I think it's a two person job. I think that's it. I think you can do this with two people. I think, I'm only going to do this if I'm going to make six figures. I need to make a serious chunk of change. You're netting six figures after all the overhead. Have to. It's going to be a nightmare. For a month of work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's going to fuck up everything I'm working on. This is, this is I can't do stand-up comedy. I can't do anything. Your, your life is going to be squirrel for a month. So I'm going to need to net a solid amount. But I think I'm going to come in under you. Because I think me and a friend, I get 100. I'm with the organizer. Let's say I give my friend 60. I'm going to throw my friend 40. Because it's like, I got plenty of friends who would do it for 40. Not as good of a friend as I thought this person was, apparently. And if they're really going to give me sass, I'll, I'll, I'll do 16-hour days. He'll do eight hours. I mean, you know, it's like, just let me sleep. But let's get this done. So 100 to me, 40 to them. I'm going to say another 20 worth of supplies. And, and then the only th- thing that I would ask of the person asking me to do this is just like, you got to give me some sort of mark on the squirrel. So that we know we're, we're tracking the correct squirrel. As long as you give me that, because we're not going to, the pellet thing, I think is very, we're living in it. We're living in a, in a very futuristic world. I don't believe in it. I think that we're not going to be able to have a pellet that, that tracks this thing. I need a mark on its head. Just give me one mark on its head so that we, so that if we lose it for a second, we can get it back. I think we can do a month. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 180. Okay. And by the way, that's smart about the pellet thing. Cause I'm going to stand by it. I committed to it, but they probably have such fast metabolisms that they're moving their bowels constantly. I like the, the yeah, mark. Yeah. yeah. If you do a red dot also, people will think there's a sniper following the squirrel. And that's funny. I would be curious how much a squirrel moves around in a day. I'm very curious about that sort of stuff. I'd be fascinated. Anyway. Speaking of things that remind me of squirrels, Lindsay, what's your price? Oh, I have a very deep love of squirrels. I think they're so cute. Squirrel content really drives me wild. So you're are you on squirrel talk. Oh, deep. Legitimately. Yes, I am. <laughs> the algorithm really knows me. It knows what I like. But here's the thing. I feel like this is an opportunity to make a statement about urban nature, the wildlife of a city. OK, and it's all surrounding one squirrel named Gina, Gina, the squirrel. And so I'm going to make a documentary film called A Squirrel Named Gina. And then the subtitle is going to be Nuts for Life. And it's going to be all about Gina. But in the process, I'll be telling the story about like urban wildlife. You know what I mean? So I'll have a documentary film crew, okay, tracking Gina, following her every move, beautiful camera shots of her just being like, corn. So it'll be at the end of a beautiful film about a squirrel named Gina. That's so smart. You're doing all the same work we're doing, but you're getting a piece of content out of it. 
Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful feature-length documentary, and I'll just really go through the film festival circuit and just really preach the gospel of Gina. I've been hearing that Can is getting ready to have a lot of squirrel media this year. That's what I've heard. Squirrels are about to have a big year. I think everyone's heard that. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm at. And that's that's not going to be cheap. These are fancy cameras. I'm talking like a lot of like different sort of like camera rigging systems, people to help track. You know, it's not going to be cheap. So to make this documentary, I'm going to need $950,000. I mean, you're going to have to GoPro the entire Silver Lake area, right? Yeah. I presume that's where you're hunting a squirrel, Silver Lake. Well, like I, I would imagine some sort of like Silver Lakey, Griffith Parky type of. Yeah, I hope it's in a park. I hope we're, we're letting a squirrel. Well, I guess not for yours. I like Los Feliz for it because there is a lot of wildlife around because of the park. You know what I mean? Like there's P22. There's all these. There's coyotes. There's a bunch of like, you know, there's a lot of actual legit wildlife around here. And I feel like that would be interesting. Lindsay likes to slip P-22 anywhere she can. That's the old LA cougar. What does that mean? What is it? What are we talking about? It's the number. That's the tracking number for the cougar. There's like a famous cougar in Los Angeles named P- the number tracking number is P-22. Wow. Speaking of tracking number, let's see what kind of numbers the listeners had to say for this question. Do you guys want to hear about Liam first or Rebecca with one B? I'm going to go Rebecca because I really respect her lack of B. It's either Rebecca with one B or a typo somewhere along the way. I think it's one C. Listen, there's there's only two E's. There's also one B though, to be fair. Lindsay, $100,000 from Rebecca. Rebecca says, this would be so fascinating. After picking my target, I try to trap them. This way I could install a GPS tracker. Once I get that in play, it'd be much easier to make sure I'm always able to help them. Nonstop means night. So I'd be able to track its movements when I'm sleeping. $100,000 for a month's salary is a ton of money, but I feel like I'm really giving up my time for something that doesn't matter, even if it'd be cool. Respect. Okay, Rebecca. Yeah, sure. I didn't know we were allowed to sleep and not watch it. It feels like that's cheating, Rebecca, if I may. I mean, it's technically getting tracked, I guess. Rebecca's about efficiency. And then looking at Liam, or Liam, if you want to pronounce it that way, Five Milski. Liam says, yeah, this sounds like an impossible task. I lose track of this thing every 30 minutes and then think I found it. But in reality, (laughs) it will be another squirrel. They are tricky like that, I will say. I will say. You know what else is tricky? Mm. Dealing with exes. Lindsay, take it away. Guys, what's your price to annually call up one ex-partner and sing a ballad about your breakup? You just have to do it once a year? It's annually. Does it have to be the same ex every time or do you have to switch it up? Yeah, I think it just could be any ex. The girl who I dated the longest besides my wife is like a very good friend. So that's like an easy... This is almost unfair for me. I will say is, yeah, like Jessica, my ex, like I would call her anytime she, I, I, Jessica, Jessica, I was trying to make you laugh, but yeah, we can go with that. Jessica, I see what you did. I'm so there sorry. We go. No, that's no, on no, me. No. That's on me. That's not on you. Thank you for apologizing. I oh, see. I didn't that. I just it's okay. got that. Right. Right. I felt like it was very quick, too quick. I was like, he didn't say that. Go on. You're too fast, Aaron. But Jessica, I would call anytime she wanted. Yeah, I would do that all the time. I, it's fine. Are you willing to share on air what kind of ballad you would sing to her? No, I mean, I'm not known for my vocal. Uh, uh, you could just tell us narratively what it's about. But if you want to sing for us, we'll take a, a verse. No, 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 I couldn't possibly. Uh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> but I would say that, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I would. I would Because it's got to be the ballad has to be about our, our relationship, right? It's like got to be about your breakup. About our breakup. 
Yeah. It'd be sad. It'd be a sad, sad one. We were sad when we broke up. Only the first time, though, right? Like, after, like, 10 years of this balloting once a year, I feel like it would get funny. Oh, it'd be fun. I mean, well... But if I'm but if we have to sing about the breakup, right? It's like that breakup was the toughest breakup I've ever been through because I liked her. Like we both liked each other. Nobody did anything terrible, which is why it was just like we're just not right. So it'd be hard. It was the saddest. But I I used to have a joke about this that never worked, so I stopped doing it. But I was like, I would much rather be cheated on than break up with somebody I like. Being cheated on is so much easier. When you break up with someone you like, it's it's a nightmare. You're just like, oh, there's no, it's you're so indecisive in the moment. It's not clear. It's not obvious. So yeah, so I, that breakup, like I always will think on that breakup is like that was the toughest breakup I've ever been through. But great friend, so I would do it. But it would be a sad song. I'd have to really go. I'd have to go heartfelt every single time. And I think you know it's a good singing exercise for me. I do sing, so it's like you know, let's sing from a place of truth. Let's sing from a place of honesty. Sing from the heart. I like that. I like the idea of going heartfelt with it because when I first saw this, I was like, I'm going to have to make this out of a joke so I don't have to feel all my feelings. <laughs> I think you got to feel the feelings. Which ex do I pick? Do I pick the ones I'm friends with or do I pick the ones I'm really not? Because it would be a really easy route to just, because I'm close with a lot of my exes and I'm really not with some of them. You know what I mean? I so you. like, do I challenge myself or do I just go the easy route of jokey with my friend? I don't know. You do rotation, do a different one every year. And if one really makes you want to throw up, you just don't call them again. But also sometimes going back into an ex's life and singing to them about the reasons that you're sad you broke up isn't exactly the most like compassionate or caring thing. Like sometimes it's best to just like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hang up the phone and walk away and not fuck with them anymore and let them live their lives. You know what I mean? Like why open up an old wound? Yeah, but if it's an old wound, like my thing with anybody who breaks up with anybody is I'm like, I my rule is always like, I'm always like, and nobody does this, but this is what I tell people. And then people across the board refuse to do what I tell them to do. <laughs> but I'm always like, just don't talk to them for four months. Yeah. Because for four months, it doesn't matter how much you're thinking. It's just gonna hurt. It's gonna suck. You're gonna get snippy with each other. It's not good. Just take a four month break. And in four months, once time, because time heals everything. Four months, you'll be fine. It's classic no contact and it legitimately helps. It legitimately helps and nobody can do it. Nobody can do it. People refuse. I love a good no contact personally. Me too. So Lindsay, do you know what genre of music you would do at the very least? Well, a ballad. Lindsay, are you a good singer? Well, you know. Yes, she has the voice of an angel. She'll move your soul. Wow. I hate to brag, but... I used to do musical theater in college. Let's fucking go. Me too. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I still do. I still do musical theater really? on a cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I love it. Oh, I love it. Like every time I'm I'm in New York, I'm like, how many musicals can I go see? I'm obsessed. I love, but I, but I lost, I, I got the yips when it comes to singing in public. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, so I'm not a good singer, but I love musical theater and I still sing to this day. I had to sing. I've had to sing on a show. I've had to do some like very scary singing situations in my adult career. And I'm always like, I would I do like now I do this one. Sh I do this thing currently where I have to sing. And the thing I do is before the show, I sing the high note one time. I go, ba -da -ba, and I sing it and I go, that's it. I believe. And then you just got to go on stage and believe. You got it. You can't get in your head. The thing I'll watch people do is they'll just be like, ha. Ah. 
huh, huh, and they'll just start convincing themselves they're not going to hit it. And they get in their head. It's like you got to hit it one time backstage. And you go, ah, that's it. And you go out yep. stage. You just, here we go. You got to believe in yourself. That's a hot tip. Particularly when you're not a good singer. You got to just go up there. You, you're not going to learn how to get be a better singer overnight. So you got to just, you got you got what you got. And you got to just hope that today's a, one of those days. Confidence is everything. It is. When it comes to singing. Particularly musical theater. Oh, so I don't know if you guys know a singer named Taylor Swift, but she has the top 10 songs on the Billboard 100 right now. Did you know that? That's interesting. Well, this is, Lindsay, this episode comes out in like a few weeks, so it might be the top 20 by then. Basically, she's good at songs. Oh, that's cool. I feel like I like her approach of, of being like a long string of details that another person did and then like how she feels about it a little bit and then more details. I think I might do a ballad like that. Like musical accounting. Wait, let's take inventory. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I would also say Taylor Swift, for what it's worth, famously sings songs about her exes. Oh. If you're going down the Taylor Swift route, I think in many ways that's a great route to be on. You know, I couldn't agree more. It's really her vibe is just talking about past relationships. So I feel like I, you know, I've never been a Swifty myself, but I did listen to this most recent album and I said, you know what? She's really working through stuff and I'm honored to be a part of it. So I feel like I would probably do something in that in in that vein. Either that or just like go full wicked and I'm flying in the air and singing about defying gravity. Yeah, I'm gonna defy gravity or something. I'm a sensitive, sensitive creature. I really struggle with all that stuff. Like I just really it's hard for me to want to poke fun at breakups. Like I'm sure it would be for any of us, but just like the idea brings me such misery hmm. just even thinking about like doing that, but there's one breakup I had, I think that would be the one I would do it with, which was in college. Um, when I graduated college, I had an awesome girlfriend and she and I broke up um, just because we were done with college. And the following summer, I saw her and we were in a car driving somewhere together, just hanging out as friends. And I brought up the idea, like I thought about a hundred times, I brought the idea of like, should we try dating again? I just wanted to like feel it out and immediately got us into a horrible car accident because I was too distracted with that question. It was so fucking funny in hindsight of like, I had been thinking about the right way to phrase the tee up and then fucked it up by crashing into another car. Sure. I'd probably do a comedic limerick ballad about that and just call her once a year for us to kind of like laugh about that because we've never talked about it since <laughs> it's crazy you've never talked about it sorry her answer was no i'm sure and so which, which was discussed later um it was lovingly sweetly and very empathetically given though it wasn't just in the wreckage of the car <laughs> turned to me and say no oh that's a good one i like that yeah, I think I would do that. I don't know. Any of the other ones would just make me, I don't know. I just like, I get sad thinking about doing it. I like that. That one has like, there's some poetry in it. Poetic accident happening when you were in that. You know what I mean? I feel like you could get a real good ballad out of that one. For this prompt, I don't want to go to any exes that are like small time exes, right? Like, I feel like this has to be like the big swingers. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a big player and it's got to be, I think all of us agree, someone who we, you want to sing to. Yeah, but also not someone that you would hurt their feelings terribly Correct. by coming back into their life and trying to sing them a song because there are a couple people I can think of that would be like, that it would not be a good situation. It wouldn't be kind of me to show up and start singing to them. Correct. Sure, sure, sure. You also have to have like my ex who I'm close with. Like when I started dating my wife, I remember having to be like, you're going to see text messages between me and my ex. That's just going to be, a, you're going to see her and I texting 
you're just going to have to know that's a thing and we just can't have an issue on it because it's just going to be there. And that was like a real thing. So also I would say that I have clearance with my wife to make that call. And I think she does the same thing with whoever she's dating. If like I text my ex. So we'd have a really good, we'd have a really good situation. That's perfect. All right. What's your price guys. So we're talking about doing this ballad thing. I'll just throw it out there. I would, I don't think I would need a lot. I think if you pay me like for the rest of my life, I feel like the later years could be scary or sad. Like, what if they pass away before you and you have to like call their voicemail to do it also? Oh, that's a f- so sad, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Did we start out? You. This is a ballad that we need to, we are writing and, and creating the ballad. We, you know, we're not co- doing a cover. We're writing and creating this ballad on our own. Oh, God. We got a message. I don't know if you saw it. Our producer, Rob, said you need a new ex if they died. Jesus Christ, Rob. They got to clarify the rules. Got to clarify the rules. Listen, Rob loves a rule. Thank you, Rob. I'll say a hundred grand, like just uh, cover the years and let me get some, let me get like some good, comfortable money out of it. That isn't overwhelming, but enough that when I tell the person for the rest of your life, I will be doing this to you annually. (laughs) I want them to say, oh, for a hundred grand. Yeah, that makes sense. Versus like, oh, it was worth 20, it was worth $25 to just bother me. I think that's a really good number. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 150 just because I, you know drive a hard bargain but i think i'd go down to 100 i think that like rest of my life i'm happy to do it i really yeah because i think the only thing is like i'd probably throw some money in my ex's way and be like oh, i'm sorry about this i'm gonna say 150 Lindsay, i'm figuring out how many more years i'll probably be alive unless i die early it's astounding i i can't imagine there's a lot of podcasts where the guests and people often talk about how long they have left to live it's like a running theme on our show of people being like hmm well i'll probably die at 85 so i just want to make sure if i stayed in this apartment for the rest of my life i would like it if this ballad task monthly covered my rent you are a millennial so you might be in that apartment oh yeah i'm not buying a house anytime soon so unless i use this for my down payment that's what i mean but you could that'd be enough for a down payment It'd be it'd be a good start. I mean, in this market, however the market's going down, maybe maybe in the next few months. You buy. I mean, you're not going to be able to buy a mansion, but you can buy a 500k. You know, one bedroom, one bedroom, a little condo. Yeah, and then once you're in the real estate market, as we all know, then the train starts once rolling. Once you're in, then you're in, baby. Then you're in, you're in. I can tell you all about this. I'm going to say three hundred thousand dollars. Nice. I like that. It's the least I would accept. Do you want to hear what Derek had to say first or Priscilla? Let me tell you that Priscilla is probably going to surprise you, but Derek will also surprise you. Okay, so that's equal. Danny, I don't need that. I just need a decision. I picked Derek. (laughs) I once knew I had a crush on a guy named Derek when I was in third grade, and I feel like I'm just going back to that. Well, maybe that was this Derek, which makes it really ironic because Derek said $10,000 and wrote, I've never had an ex, but I'm taking a lump of money in case I have one in the future. Derek. Oh, Derek. Maybe that was your Derek, Lindsay. Maybe Derek didn't have an ex because you didn't act. Derek, listen, you got to get out there. All right. Let's do it. Danny, do the pep talk. You get one minute. Soapbox it. Derek, I was there. I've lived that life of like, it just, nobody wants to, they do. You have to accept genuinely. You will get to a place where you're like, any anybody who likes me isn't worth liking. Like them. Let just date someone to date someone sometimes. Just let people into your life. It's vulnerable. It's hard. It's so worth it. And it'll build you. Even if somebody isn't perfect, it'll build you to that perfect person. But you can't just start at the perfect person. Just start doing it. You can also try to go out and meet different kinds of people who maybe you have your same interests or get new interests. You know what I mean? Build these parts of yourself so you can have different kinds of, you know, connections, Derek. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe pottery would be a fun thing to try. Don't do pottery. Don't do pottery, Derek. (laughs) Derek can do what Derek wants, but let's talk about Priscilla for one second. 
Priscilla put 15 million and said, I only have one ex and they cheated on me with a good friend of mine. Lost two people who I cared for deeply in that one moment. The idea of reliving this yearly sounds heartbreaking. I think we know who Derek needs to hit up. That's tough. I've been cheated on and it's, it's not a good time, but I'll tell you, it's easy to hate them. It's just someone you're hating. You get to torture them. It's fine. Go on, Priscilla. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> Well, speaking of hating, you know what we don't hate? We don't hate taking a quick pause before next question. Just to remind, remind everyone, your submissions are all coming from humanvaluespodcast.com. Keep on sending your feedback. Keep on sending your questions. It's all awesome. Tell your friends about the podcast. Listen, we just love you guys. We love having fun with you guys. Look at Danny over there giving great advice to you guys because you're sending us your prompts and questions. Just keep it up. Keep it up. Speaking of keeping it up. Ooh, ew. You know how we talked earlier about would there be a good time to raise our desks and see if it felt different? So, okay. <laughs> this is so beautiful just seeing like the camera raise up for both of you. <laughs> I'm up. How does it feel? Do you feel different? Ooh. Yeah, I feel locked in. Oh. Stretching it out? I feel locked in. I'm focused. I'm ready to go. Oh, God, I, I'm standing up now. I can feel the blood get into my legs. Speaking of blood getting to places in our body, Lindsay, bleed it out. Mmm, delicious. Guys, what's your price to drink a pint of human blood in one sitting? Let's presume it's ethically found and harvested. Yeah, the person giving it, they were like, I really need to get rid of this blood pint. Ooh, wee, yeah. And they want it, they want you to drink it. They want you to drink it. I mean, there's all those creepy fetishy people that like want to be eaten alive. And like there's the creepy things. Someone out there will just donate a pint of blood who's healthy. Also, everybody should be donating blood. You should donate blood every three months. It's the easiest way to save three lives. I love that. I never think about it. That is such a hot tip. It never occurs to me, Danny. You literally sit down for 20 minutes and then you eat some Oreos and you save three people's lives. Everybody should be donating blood all the time. Desperate need at all times. So let's assume this pi this blood came from one of those. Maybe my own blood, for I give blood regularly. Are they accepting gay blood yet? Right? Like there's the whole fear of it having AIDS in it. Like uh, can no, gay people donate blood yet? No, they're, they're still not because still we not. are still in the dark ages in so many ways. We'll find somebody who is homosexual who has a little bit too much blood and just wants it to be donated to somebody still because of our fucked up system can i can i pick the person i want to drink their blood because i feel like that would make it more enjoyable for me personally weird um <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild thing to say i uh I, but i think yeah sure <laughs> what kind of person would you want whose blood you'd want to drink are we looking at enemy or are we looking at friend a friend a good oh, friend yeah. i mean someone who i was looking to like you know grow our bond like somebody i'm dating or a close like bestie i'm like aaron we've been such good friends for a long time and i feel like say it i've been waiting to hear this say it <laughs> oh my god i'm so ready i want us to be closer i feel like our friendship is so strong and say the way it. that we could be better bonded is if well can i drink a pint of your blood Oh, God, I've been waiting for you to ask, Lindsay. Yes, you can. Here's a jar. I actually let out a pint of blood every time I'm about to see you in case you're going to ask. Let me go <laughs> grab it. It's still a little bit warm. Can I have some of your blood? Oh, brutal. Well, here's the thing. I'm terribly anemic. It wouldn't be very good. No, fine. You can have my blood. So, yeah, I think that if if I could, if it could be more of like a, an exchange that was more meaningful, you know, that felt a little bit like a sort of ceremony. You know, like maybe it's my wedding day. Oh, God. I'm like, 
We're going to do a blood ceremony. This is like a Game of Thrones, Carl Drogo ritual. So we're doing this in front of our families. Let's also remember that that means that your mother is now going to watch you drink. No, no, no. I don't think it's like like on at the altar. I don't think I'm going to drink the blood. I think that would that would make some people a little queasy. I think this is just between me and the person I'm marrying of like, okay, it's blood time, bitch. That they're going to watch you drink my blood? No, no. My partner's blood that I'm going to marry. Oh, I thought you were like, when I get married, maybe they'll watch me intimately drink Aaron's blood. <laughs> no. What? I was flattered. No, whoever I'm marrying, it can be our, our little our little thing that we do. Like on Dragon, they did a whole blood ceremony thing, but this is just like take like really turning up the volume on the wedding day blood ceremony. All of this said, I think it's gross and I don't really want to do it. I'm trying to, you know, find the silver lining. Can you cut it with like water or orange juice or maybe some? It's a great question because on one hand, you're like, it'll make it go down easier. But then it's also going to be longer. It's going to be a longer process. A pint is no joke, too. Pint is a lot of liquid. That's a lot of liquid. If this was like a shot, that would be one thing. But you're going to be you're going to be at it for a long time. And I'm a really slow drinker. I have to take tiny little sips like people that can chug. I can't chug. Danny, can you chug? Not really. You can't chug? I can't chug. So it would be a long time. I'm really just like having forced to savor this blood. Yeah. It's made me thirsty. I'm going to say 10 grand. I can do this. I, I'll say 10 grand because I, I will never in my life. I've said this before on the podcast, like once before. I never in my life can imagine ever having the money to burn that I would buy a Rolex, but I would chug a pint of blood for a Rolex and I want a good one. So I will, I will receive 10. I'll take 10 grand for the taxes on top of it. I want the... Explore 2, the white one, it's the light silver. You look at Rolexes. You think about which one. I'm a watch person. Are I, you? Yeah, I can't afford the ones that I'm like madly in love with, but I, I still collect watches that are more affordable. That's dope. I wear a watch, but I'm not a watch person. I just wear one. Interesting. I know. What kind of watch? I don't know. What's your price? <laughs> Whatever you want. No, no, no. What's your, what's your price for this? I don't know. Oh, got it. Yes. I mean, I'm going to go higher than 10. I think that's a little low. Um, I'm going to, but, but I agree that like, I think this is doable. It's not like a long task. 50 dollars. Okay. Okay. Like you're agreeing with me about $50. And in a sense, yes, but in another sense, $50,000. <laughs> okay. Fair. I like 50,000 for it. You and I are so out of sync when we're standing, Danny. Every bit in which you and I were synergizing off each other fell apart when we stood up. Can I say something, though? I feel like it's making us closer. Oh, yeah. It's almost as if you're drinking each other's blood right now. Through missing, we're hitting, if that makes sense. It doesn't. Keep going. So because we're missing, it's hitting. The misses do hit. The misses hit, and then the hits. And then sometimes there's a hit, which comes as a miss, which is a hit. So we're saying $50,000 for you. Yes. Ten grand for me and then Lindsay, with her face buried in her hand clearly loves this idea of drinking a pint of my blood at her wedding with her husband i mm, drink my blood Lindsay. Uh, i the thought of it like actually thinking about like the cup like seeing it full like thinking of like it like blood in my mouth it's, gr it's so gross to me it's so disgusting i mean i don't eat meat i don't have blood in my life, I don't have any sort of like all of it is just gross to me and feels wrong, even if it's given willingly. It just feels gross. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to also say $50,000. It won't kill me. There's no lasting damage. It's just going to be disgusting. All right. Do you guys want to hear about Delilah who said 50 or Ben who said 25? Uh, I guess, I guess Ben. All right. Ben said $25. We've had dollars. <laughs> 
uh, gotcha. Yep. Uh, ben said 25 bucks and said, I think it'd be a cool thing to try once. I agree, <laughs> by the way. I just want to say. Ben, tough. Delilah said $50 million and wrote the following. Drinking a pint of blood can cause severe health risks, including damage to vital organs. At first, I thought oh. no amount of money, but then figured that I could do this in one sitting over the course of many, many hours. Do it slow and steady, and the amount of money takes care of my family, my kids, their kids, and maybe another generation. Mm. Smart to think about the health risk. If she's if she's correct about the health risk, then that's then that's worth noting. Drinking blood causes damage to your vital organs. What? I never knew this. You would think that it would be blood inside. It would be just blood. Maybe it's too much iron. Maybe you consume these foreign cells. I don't know. Wow. I'm just I'm just looking this up. I'm just like, what is going on? Is it true? Apparently, it's that's real. <laughs> and it says, sorry, this is Healthline.com. Some groups and subcultures gravitate towards practices like drinking blood, such as sanguinarians or the vampire lifestyle. But even within these communities and organizations, they all warn about the risks of drinking actual blood. Oh, my God. There's a TMZ article about it. Because remember when Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly were like, we drink each other's blood. Right, right, right. Then like all these people, doctors came out and they're like, hey, don't do that because you could get sick because there's potential for bloodborne illness, which... I don't well, know. Well, that's not as big of a risk of what we're doing. Remember when there was a period? This was probably five years ago. Do you remember when there was a period where they like really tried to convince us Megan Fox was normal? <laughs> like I, I, I think people forget about this because she came out of the gates weird. And then they were like, no, no, no. She actually is like really normal and cool. And like she's a mom now and she's totally normal. And everybody was like, well, that's interesting because every other thing we've ever heard about her is that she's insane. But I guess she's normal. And then she's like fully gone back to being crazy. It's very fascinating. But they really tried to talk us for a hot second. A PR firm really tried to convince us that she was normal. Good for them. They took the Sisyphusian route and you got to give them credit. Now they're back now. But now we're just fully back to like making Fox drinks Machine Gun Kelly's blood. On that topic, we're at the end of our game, Danny. Except for one last game, which is, try and guess, Yumi and Lindsay each needed to be paid to do a bunch of things today. Who do you think was the most expensive? And Lindsay will tell us the answers. I'm going to say most expensive. I'm going to say Lindsay. Oh my God, you're right. It was me. At $1.3 million. But then wow. next down after me is you, Danny, at three hundred and eighty. million thousand dollars and then it's aaron at three hundred and sixty thousand dollars you guys were really close wow Ooh, look at us just hanging out as little buddies to stand in buds sorry that squirrel documentary really pushed me over the edge yes but you at least but you might make back money for your uh financiers so danny when you're not on this podcast with us right now what are you doing in your life what's coming up where can people find you let everyone know how they can stalk you like you would stalk a squirrel Sure, 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 sure. So everybody's listening to this podcast. There's, there's one real request I have. Uh, I just put out a special called You Choose. Uh, it is an interactive comedy special. It is a, basically a choose your own adventure. So you pick my jokes throughout the special. It is for free on YouTube. It is uh, the most amount of effort put into a free special of all time. Uh, and I cannot beg you enough to give it a chance. And the one thing I always add is that there is something that happens at the end. That is really, I believe, important. We've gotten a certain type of write-up consistently, and there's a reason for it. It's because of the last joke. It's because of what 
the special is about more than you think. So give it a shot. It's only 35 to 45 minutes through based on your choices. So it's not as long as a normal special. Give it a chance. Uh, it's really fun. It's called You Choose Interact Comedy Special. And then you can follow me on social media at Danny Jollis, J-O-L-L-E-S. TikTokers are taking our jobs. It is very important that you follow us. And uh, other than that, you know, just uh, that's it. That's amazing. Now I'm so curious. I'm like, I got to go watch the special immediately. Go watch the special. That's what I'm going to do. I got to go. I got to go watch the special. And then share it. It's so important. And then if you like it, share it for love of God. Amazing. Listen, the most amazing part of today really, though, is this this time with you. The rest of my day is a wash now. This was so much fun. I really, really had a great time talking to you. I feel like I want to talk to you so much about everything going on in these obscure sports. Um, I can't wait to go listen to your podcast and to watch your special. You're just really putting out all of this fire content and I can't wait to be a part of this ecosystem of yours. I so appreciate that. Hit me up. Maybe, I mean, we can get you on the pod. Ooh. Guests on and try to have you on. And uh, I really appreciate it. This was a really fun podcast. You guys run a great podcast over here. Yay. You're the light of our lives and I would be lost walking through this dark abyss of reality without you by my side. It just doesn't feel like you're saying it from the heart. Danny, I thought you were a thoughtful, wonderful, present guest who played the game right and also brought a lot of real just empathetic values to the the show that not everyone brings. Aaron, you're phenomenal. You're quick on your feet. It was wonderful meeting you and I really enjoyed my time. Yay. Thank you, Danny. You want to peace out with a compliment to the listener? Just three words. You only get three words. Take a chance. On Derek. On Derek, on anyone. But Derek, also, you take a chance. Take a chance. If I were a boat, I'd be floating on a river right now. That was just... Mm. Ooh, if I were a train, I'd be choo-choo-chewing and steaming all up and down the riverside. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. If I were a cloud, I'd be one of your choo-choo clouds coming out of your choo-choo chimney. Oh, I would choo-choo-choo you out, you little cloud boy. Ooh, Stanley Tucci taking it back a little bit. You know what else takes us back? Nostalgia for how much we love you guys, because it's all the time in the past, the present, and in the future. If you guys want to show us your love, head over to humanvaluespodcast.com. Go over there, help us come up with more questions, send us your thoughts on the polls, the whole whole nine yards speaking of yards Lindsay, want to take a lap hey i do i'm already running it's a relay race if you enjoyed today's episode or if you just really like the show please spread the word we appreciate it so much to throw a little extra love our way please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app and maybe leave us a rating while you're there and if you do we'll choose you for a shout out possibly we're your hosts Lindsay hicks and aaron ribbon corny hey that's our names special thanks to our guest this week danny jollis our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brook and Aaron Rubin Corney. Our editor is Andrew Sims. Our engineer is Jason Portizo. And our music is by Omer Bensby. Yar! All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode were expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values hosts, production team, and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact, matey. Human Values is a human content production. Yar! Yar!